This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But to myself, that goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see McDonald's.com for full details. Welcome to the Island Vale podcast. It is Saturday, the something of February. Date is it, lads? What date is it? Um, it's 10th. Eight. Saturday, the 10th of February. It is eight o'clock at night. We've just played Stevenage and got a two-all draw. And we'll go into that. But first, Johnny, we had the Ale and Vale music quiz last night in memory of George Andrews raising funds for the Dougie Mac. Cracking night, wasn't it? We did. It was a brilliant night. And thank you to everyone that came, joined in, supported it, gave money, signed up, and all the rest of it. I think... Um, we we seem to be on track to be to be about above four grand. Um, final figure once once we've got everything, we're just waiting for um, a little bit of info from from the doggy Mac um, because they they said they'll send us over the list of what what who signed up to the lottery because that classes as fifty two weeks, so that's fifty two pound for everybody that's signed up um, yes. and the scratch cards and stuff like that. So it's an amazing amount of money raised, and um, Simon Humphreys has put. And a lovely tweet out today on behalf of Georgie's wife, um, thanking us for it and everything. So yeah, overall top night. Bit of feedback that it was a little bit difficult. Yeah, uh, I've had that told to me as well. I think some, someone scoring forty and a quiz of sixty, that's, that's about right, isn't it? Three quarters. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And obviously a massive shout out to Ignite. That's Ignite with an I for sponsoring the night and you know helping us to raise the money for the Dougie Mac. And obviously, Chris winning a couple of the auctions as well. So thank you very much to Ignite. That's Ignite Facilities. Get yourselves over there for any electrical, gas work, does commercial contracts as well as residential. So if you've got your own business and you want to speak to someone about how you can get them signed up to be your gas man, electrical man on retainer, give Chris a shout. Air conditioning does that as well. 
But yeah, Ignite with an I. Chris does a lot for the Vale, big Vale fan. And we'll be keeping this in the Vale family. But yeah, great night, Johnny. And, you know, big shout out to Chris and Callum, who paid £450 each for Ollie Allblaster's boots. Yeah, that was it. It was a nice, nice, nice little surprise for everyone, was it, when we whipped the second pair out? Yes, it was. It was. And to be fair, I think they'd have both kept going, but I said to you, stop the damn match. Well, yeah, I think if we only if we only had one, I would have kept it going. But yeah, you, you, obviously, you on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If there'd been one, you've got to let him go. But yeah, and Andy, you were there. You didn't make the last one. What did you make of your first Ale and Vale quiz? I was pleasantly surprised because it wasn't as much of a shambles as I thought it'd be. Um, yeah, I think really... there's a compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's like everyone was was on side. Everyone was absolutely loving it. They were all lapping you up and. We're not. We haven't talked about the star of the show yet, have we? Um, you, you missed it, Bez, didn't you? you? You went off at the end for a bit, and, and Elvis came, and you, you missed all the fun. Bloody Al! I love Elvis as well. Yeah, you should have seen him. He was going right for it. He was, he's having a right old sing song. Yeah, um, absolutely brilliant. And uh, somebody put fifty p in you. You, you, you would. <laughs> you, <laughs> I've never quite seen you like that. And yeah, it was it was um, it was just absolutely uplifting. Josh's videos, we, we finally got to see them, and, and they were they were amazing. They for, for somebody my age, that that brought a few um, tingles, you know, airs standing up on the back of the neck. Uh, all in all, it was just a, a great great night. Lots of fun. We've done a lot of. Good work um, for the doggy Mac, and um, we've kept George's memory going, and we've done him proud. I think I think we can all be um, pretty um, pleased with ourselves, can't we? Yeah, hundred percent. And for those that haven't seen the video that Josh did, the opening video, he's uploaded it to Twitter today. So get yourself over to Twitter and have a look at Josh Green's videos. I'm sure Johnny, you'll be putting that up on the Ale and Vale, will you? If you can, or certainly retweeting it and. Yeah, I've, I've I've retweeted it, retweeted it today. Yeah, so go have a look. Absolutely incredible. And yeah, George's wife, lovely lady. I had a quick chat with her last night when I called, and you know, very grateful for what we've done and keeping George's memory alive. But George's memory will live on as long as the veil live on, because he was the commentator for the most successful time. And yeah, thank you again to Josh for doing the videos. And I've got quite a few old veil videos I'm going to get to him, so we can look at a way of archiving them and getting them up somewhere. So thanks again to Josh for that. And yeah, incredible night. Really enjoyed it, lads. My only worry is Johnny. We've got a yeah. date for the next one. How are we going to top that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, we might have to bring back Elvis. So. I don't know if that... I think that was a one-time only because it was, you know, such a surprise. All uh, right, OK. I don't know if people had lap it up knowing they were coming. In fact, I don't know if people would buy a ticket if they knew that was coming. I don't know. I don't know. He had that room, the middle bit of the room, eating out the palm of his hands. <laughs> the, the edge, the edges weren't so sure. They, they, they were all a bit skeptical. That I think they, they reckon he's, he's still on that island with the MJ and the rest of them. But the middle tables are lapping it up. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe you can do one next time, Johnny. Do a bit of Queen for us. <laughs> You're hilarious. The room loved that Queen, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. You just... it... You're, you're the greatest show, man. Well, I must admit, my brother's mates have said to me, I am by far the funniest Beresford, which my brother is hating. 
I was going to say, it's not really a high bar, though, is it? No, I was going to say that. It's quite a low bar to begin with. So, But, yeah, thank you very much, everyone that came. If you weren't there, you missed a cracking night, and we're doing another in May, which we'll agree closer to. Well, we know the date, I think, but I can't remember it. But we'll give details closer to. We'll decide it won't be a music quiz this time. We'll mix it up again. Something different. Um, the charity will be something different, which we'll decide closer to. And then if you have got any ideas what you want us to do to make it even better, apart from the quiz not being as hard, give us a shout and let us know. Yeah, well, we've been asked um, We've been asked about doing a, a, a sports quiz. So that could be possible, just, just a sports one. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a good couple of rounds we can do on that and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so so we've got, got a couple of ideas. But yeah, if you do have anything, then give us a shout. I think any any feedback's good feedback, isn't it, for us? Um, we're by no means professionals at it, so um, yeah. happy to happy to see what we can do and stuff like that. But but one thing I, w- I do want to say about last night is like massive shout out from Chris at the club. Um, yeah. The events manager could not have looked after us better. Yeah, um, it's just it, it it was it was amazing from them. Um, when we got there, he, he was there, greeted us, showed us the ropes and stuff like that. He, nothing was too big of an ask. Went he, he, at one point, he went off hunting blue tack for us. It was it was it was that good. So like, yeah, there was loads of stuff he did that that just made like little touches all the time, which was which was nice. So top-notch and obviously we we put a bit of money behind the bar for for, for them didn't didn't they so there was yeah. um i'm sure there was quite a few pints brought by by the tables and stuff so i'm sure he's pretty happy with that side of it as well himself oh yeah yeah i'm sure he is and yeah great night and yeah we've always said that yes the football side of the club maybe isn't great at the moment however there's a lot of good work going on at the club and a lot of good people and chris just confirmed that last night because absolutely fantastic as you say there was a couple of bits that we asked for on the night that we perhaps weren't going asked for but nothing was too much trouble got everything sorted for us the bar staff were fantastic as well kept the drinks flowing everyone got saved and yeah i thought great night had by all thank you everyone that came along thank you to the bail for hosting and thank you to george's wife for allowing us to do it in george's army for the douglas mcmillan so on to the next one for planning let's see what happens but moving on from that the veil have played today let's start with the rumors johnny and andy rumors going around veil park today darren moore was there yes or no and why i'll go to you first andy Oh, I thought you were on about uh, Fleetwood Mark. I, I, I thought you were still on the music quiz. Um, right, Darren Moore. Um, yeah, I heard the rumour. Um, I got sent a photo somebody took from the um, other side of the pitch, which, to be honest, wasn't very conclusive as to whether it was Darren Moore or not from the railway stand side, because, I don't know, you can only zoom so far on them. Phone yeah. cameras, can't you? Um, somebody sort of thought they saw Gareth Ainsworth, but it was um, just a woman with long dark hair. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he could have been there. He could easily have not been there. Um, if he's got paid up and settled all with Huddersfield already, then, yeah, he's possibly free to to look at other jobs now. Um, could be all right. I mean, he's, he's a bit like... Um, the other lad at 
Barnsley went to uh, Swansea, Duff, in the yeah. about a year ago or nine months ago, his stock was very high, and now he's had a sort of a tough job in the Championship, and it's it's knocked him back a bit. Um, but I don't know. Every manager somewhere has probably got some experience of failure or, or somewhere where it hasn't gone quite right for him. Um, Moore did a great job at Sheffield Wednesday, did a great job at West Brom, um, decent job at Doncaster Rovers as well, um, knows the lower leagues, um, he's good experience. Um, I've always liked him when he talks, he always seems to have that sort of insight into um, the mentality of 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 successful sportsmen and just that the mental side and also how to deal with uh, players as human beings as well he always spoke very well at Sheffield Wednesday about that side and you know he, he got some horrendous abuse when they lost the first leg of that playoff semi-final 4-0 and um he he fought back and when 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 he when he did that I couldn't have been any more happy for him because he was he deserved that so he, you know he deserved that comeback um so i'd i'd be happy with him um i'd be surprised i i i don't know if we if we could attract a darren moore so if we could i'd be very very pleasantly surprised yeah johnny your thoughts yeah i, th- I think it, it's it's what i said the other day really is that if if we can attract him then I think that's I think I think that's a real sign of intent from the club. Um, I think it really it really shows the sort of future plans. And obviously, the, the here and now is is the important, but it, it puts us in a good place going forward, in my opinion. Um, but I'm also not going to get too excited before like before it's actually announced because who kn- who knows if it was him? Like you say, the picture isn't the best quality um so yeah let's let's see but i i'd, I'd be hoping that we're, we're, we're talking day if it, if, it, if it was him i'd be hoping we're talking days rather than one like days I'd, I'd be hoping we're talking hours rather than days that depends on that paper mm. so yeah i agree with you and i'd snap your hand off at dan and Moore, really would and i think one thing it would do it would take away anyone saying Dave Flickcroft's picking the side and involved in the day-to-day with the team because Dan Moore's not having that, is he? Dan Moore's his own man. He'll pick the team. He'll do as he says. And I don't believe Flickcroft has, has in the past either, by the way. But it would shut that up. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Moore... The good thing about... One of the good things about Moore is that he's strong-minded enough to be able to tell Dave Flickcroft bollocks if, if he needs to. And I think you need someone who can stand up and... and, and push their own point of view and I, I was a bit worried that we'd go down the road of maybe getting a younger coach rather than a manager uh darren moore's very very much ticks the manager box so if we could get him and if we could get him it'd be a it'd be a massive um coup i think yeah agree and as johnny's already said it would show a massive sign of intent from the club for me and before we go on to the game just a quick mention for the fans because I thought actually, yes, I've heard Vale Park a lot louder, but I thought the fans were really positive today, got behind the side, stayed behind the side when we went 2-1 down, 
There was none of the nonsense chanting. As far as I believe that stupid little protest that was planned didn't happen before the game, which was absolutely pathetic in my eyes. I won't lie to you. Um, I, that's not me saying you can't criticise the club, because of course you can. That's not me saying the club won't make mistakes, because of course they will. And fans have every right to criticise. But to plan a protest, for me, it was pathetic. You too, any thoughts? Yeah, for, for me, for me, the protest side of it is just 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 a bit silly. Um, I, I get the frustrations with it. I get, yeah, I do. I get everything around it. The January transfer window is an utter shambles. But and still needs addressing. By the way, and we're not going to sit here yeah. and go doesn't need addressing. One hundred percent, it needs addressing. Yeah, yeah, it does. But like I like I said previously, for me, Flickcroft lives and dies by this next appointment. Yeah. So it'd be. Remiss of me to go to go away and turn around and say, like I want him gone. I, it, it's not great that the whole point now now Loft's injured and you know people might have different opinions, but now Loft's injured. We're down to one striker and one eighteen-year-old, uh, six, six, seventeen, yeah. seventeen, yeah. and sorry, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. left with one seventeen-year-old, and that that further highlights the the issue that we're in. Um, yeah. I saw, like I said, I saw this morning that Ben was in when I went pick up the car, um, and he, he'd been in obviously doing a bit of running. So that's nice to see that Ben's back on grass. Um, so hopefully he's not a million miles away, and it'll really help us going forward. But they've got to be fit, haven't they? There's no point rushing them back, and you, you've seen it's taken it's taken Funzo two games to to really get going, for example. And obviously Mitch Clark's tweeted he's back on grass, so that's another positive again. When you're coming back from did he break his leg? Something like that. Yeah, he broke his leg, didn't he? So Yeah, that's not going you know, that's not a quick oh I'm fully fit now, he's going to have to build up, but it's nice to have that option when he's back. Garrett's a good option having he just feels a little bit more positive today. That's not me saying we've definitely got enough stay up. I don't know at this stage. But I saw enough today to say that there's a bit of fight in the team. And we've got a chance. But we're going to have to defend a hell of a lot better than we did in that second half. Yeah, of course we are. But I think today, what today showed me was that there's a couple of players that we've we've questioned, I've questioned and and stuff like that, that really put in a great, not a great performance, that's a bit OTT, but a really good, strong performance. And... Things looked a little bit different. Connor Grant, for example, thought he was tremendous today. Agreed. He, he was quicker. His delivery was really good. And apart from apart from that one shot from the while we're at free kick, um, I thought everything was was smoother with him. And and that's that's what, what all we ask. You know, what I mean, we, we're not asking a lot from from any of the players. It's show the effort, show the desire, and yeah, we. We'll, we'll go. We go home the majority of the time a content bunch, don't we? If if you've put everything in, and I, I think that's for me the one thing you can't you can't label it to anyone today that they didn't put it in. Some performances weren't weren't much better than average. Some performances were good in spells, sort of thing, and it was just a lot of positives today against a good a good Stevenage side, regardless of what we've seen in the. The four games this season against them, 
Um, but they're, they're they're not accidentally up the top end of the table at this stage, are they? So it's a it's a good Stevenage side, and um, I think the team's just got to take the positives from today. And yes, we'll concentrate on a bit of the the defending, but overall, it's it's pretty. I feel, I feel better than I did beforehand. Yeah, hundred percent. Andy, anything to add to that? While I find the stats, yeah, um, it's. In some ways, it's also a bit of a worry that, you know, I think there isn't a great deal more I could see as getting out of that group of players. I think we'd, I've seen it argued tonight that we that's pretty much our squad is max at the moment in terms of what you could actually get out of that group of players. And I, I don't know. I think the new manager's got to be a bit of a miracle worker. I still don't quite know where the goals are coming from. Um, we probably need to look at the free agent market. If there is anyone who could come in and, and just do us a job. Uh, it's Yeah, I, I don't know where we can... I, I don't know how much more there is to give for for, for this squad. We, we and, and the issues are, you know, based around recruitment but what i will say is um that you know what we saw from from the side today um you know it, it was there was a lot more zip it was a lot quicker we were moving the ball around quicker we were aggressive we were front foot but these were all the things that andy crosby told us were non-negotiables so we shouldn't be that over the moon that we're getting the non-negotiables no, agree, but when you haven't had him for three months, it's nice to see him. Yeah, and, and that, that create, raises questions of, it, of, of its own. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does. And, you know, we've done it to death. For me, Crosby should have gone three months earlier, but we are where we are, and I hate that saying because it takes me back to the olden days. But we are where we are. We now need to unite as a club, which I thought we did today. Fans that were there, again, fantastic. Even when we went 2-1 down, it could have turned. It didn't. The fans stayed behind him. And I think that pushed the lads to carry on pushing in the added time to get the penalty, which we'll come on to in a bit. So let's look at the stats. Possession, Bale had 59% possession to Stevenage. He's 41. That surprises me. I didn't realise it was so one-sided possession-wise. Shots. 59-41. 59, 59, Bale, 41, Stevenage. Yeah. Yeah. Shots, Bale had 12 to Stevenage, 11. On target, four apiece. Clear-cut chances in this one is a bit telling. No clear-cut chances for the Vale. Obviously, Og got a goal for us today um, and a penalty from Bunzo. Yeah, yeah. Clear-cut chances for Stevenage. A penalty, an unchallenged penalty from 12 yards out is not a clear-cut chance. According to the stats, it's not for some reason. That's absolute bollocks. You're the one that likes the stats more than me. Yeah, that's a clear-cut penalty. A penalty is a clear-cut chance. Of course it is. You're unchallenged 12 yards out. If, that, if that's not a clear-cut chance, you know, there's not a clear-cut chance in the game. Well, I think there is, because Stevenage had two where they were eight yards out with just a goalie to beat. Yeah, but each one of them, they, there was a defender in the vicinity. Possibly. I thought our defence had parted like the Red Sea for them two chances. Uh, what, Smith, Smith one, one, of the, one of the ones where, I think, was it Hemmings blazed it over? Smithy, Smithy was... Smithy was near him, so that that that's 
less of a clear-cut chance than a penalty when there's nobody standing anywhere near you. Well, and it's I don't make their ball. I don't make the stats. Yeah, I'm not having that. I'm not having the penalties. Not a, not not a clear-cut chance. No, and I think we have had this debate on here before. To be fair, yeah, probably. Uh, but yeah, two for Steve Nich, which yeah, both of them they blazed over into the roof of the bike cars, chandling there in it, Harry McCurdy's. So, Johnny, before the game, you messaged me when the team news come out, and your message read: Jason Low midfield, sick emoji, sick emoji, three six one again due to injury and shite signings. Big game for Weirers. He's not shown anything yet. Not sure about the back three either, just because we've got two defenders and Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I quite liked the 3-6-1 today. And I know I wasn't a fan of it when we used to play it before because I do like two strikers. But as we've already touched on, we'd only got one striker fit. Yeah, look, it was it was a needs must. It was this this wasn't like a a master stroke of tactics to say oh, we're, we're going to change up because the way the way Steven is play or anything like that, it, it, it was a needs must. But like, the reason we do this beforehand is for this reason, because Lowe had a good game centre mid. Yeah, he did. I, I think like that shows the the back three was interesting with Smithy on the right. Yeah. Because fair to say he's not the most football centre halves, is he? But but again, against the team maybe where you don't need the most football in the centre-halves. So maybe it was a bit of needs-must, maybe. I don't know. But um, I just hope that, A, Jesse's all right, because he looked absolutely shattered with about 20 minutes ago. And um, it's not a bad one for Lopata. Yeah, did you see him at full time? Yeah, he was on crutches, wasn't he, in the t- tunnel? Yeah. yeah, he was on crutches there. Hopefully, so, yeah. And we'll go into the players in more detail in a minute. So, Johnny, carry on a mark for the Will Ryder and his coaching staff today. Um, I think I think it's a, a, a seven for him. I think he got him, he got motivated more than they've been in recent weeks. He, he the the team seemed to play, want to play and, and show. And he said they're non-negotiables, but they are, they are the things that we we we've been lacking recently. So you've got to give him some credit for that. I thought. He didn't react very well at all to their substitutes, um, and it kind of took, it kind of took till they went two one up for us to us to kind of react to them, um, and that's that that that's why it's only at a seven because I think it was a real good result and to keep us pushing all the way to the end, he's got to take some credit for that. Yeah, and fingers crossed, it's a valuable point come the end of the season. Hopefully, it's not as tight as it being such a valuable point but fingers crossed it is and yeah agree with you I think Will's got to take some credit for that today he got the players playing better football we actually looked as though we were up for the fight today for me we actually got in the refs here a couple of times which I haven't seen us do for a while which I believe we should be doing you see the penalty appeal we all appeared and then at one point I think one of their players clobbered one of ours and there was a bit of a reaction from his teammates rather than just standing there so I like that and yeah that's not me calling for Will Ryder to get the job. I think he's much better at let's get some players through the academy that can get in the first team and make some money. But he's doing a job for the club and he's done all right for us today. Andy? Yeah. Um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it looked like a, a performance from a team. Yeah, the team weren't playing for themselves. You, you know, when things go badly, these just players just try and just try and look after themselves and not necessarily play for the group. It didn't seem like that today. It felt like um, Will Ryder had um, um, a bit of unity. It, it, it galvanised the squad. Um, they added a lot of you know the sort of qualities we needed. I, I think we um, the, first off in particular, I thought we we got homework right on on Stevenage, and we were playing the right sort of balls in behind quite a highish line. And I, I think yeah, I'm, I'm relatively happy. I thought the subs were yeah a little bit reactive, a little bit maybe maybe not. <sighs> too little too late maybe but at the end of the day we we got away with it yeah definitely i think if anyone would have offered you a point against stevenage at the start of the day that you would have bit your hand off wouldn't you so oh yeah i, I actually said that to myself on on the way that down i i thought if we can make it a really horrible nil nil I'd, I'd be happy with the point and that, that was how i felt before the game so yeah i'll take a point every day of the week it's we've stopped the rot and we've given ourselves something to hopefully build on yeah, and that, that's my big thing with it. I think like the performance was pleasing. Like there was there was aspects of it that needed to be better and a lot better. But we we got to look at who we were against, what we've done, and yeah, I think I think it's showing pleasing signs. And obviously, if if there is a, if there is a new man in the stands, sort of looking on, they've they've seen they've seen intent there at least so that's a big thing for us and yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes now yeah i thought the performance was a classic sort of struggling side coming out the traps early doors to have a go at a team that's doing fairly well in the league and at some point we ran out of steam whether that was physically hitting a wall or just the sucker punch of a couple of goals at the start of the second half it feels like I've seen that game before, you know, where where a struggling team comes out, all guns blazing, and then can't quite maintain it. So, um, yeah, it's just how do we how do we replicate that? Can can we do that without you know hitting a wall in the midway point of the game, or or you know we just got to find a way for the new manager to replicate those performances for the remaining. Um, However many games it is, 10, 12, 15? 18, if we go. Is it? Or am I just hoping that there's that many? Now, I'm sure we've played, tw- we've played 28 or 29 now. Let me have a look. I'm on uh, the thing, the I can look. I'm on the app, ready for it, go through the team. We've played 29, so we've got 17 games. Oh, right, OK. A bit more than I thought, then. Yeah, yeah, 29 on 31 points, which is the same as Charlton, but their goal difference is much better than us, but we've got two games in hand. We're now yeah, Charlton points. are looking a bit perilous now after losing to Reading. Yeah, and obviously they lost uh, Corey Blackett-Taylor in the window, which I think is a big loss for them. But they did bring in Freddie Ladapo, you think, you know, tear this league up. Yeah, Burton got a win, which is always disappointing. I was hoping we could reel them in. Shrews are a possibility now. Yeah, they're only three points above us and we've got two games in hand. Reading yeah. three above us, which makes that the game a week on Tuesday there massive. 
and obviously Cheltenham are now directly below us. They've played the same as us, five points, which makes Saturday massive. Big, big 10 days coming up, and we'll touch on that at the end, because big 10 games Tuesday for me as a free hit and see what you can do, although they've lost 5-2 to Wickham today, Peterborough. And three then, games, three defeats on, in the row, I think it is for them now. Yeah, so that's, you know, you can go there and get something, but then the Charlton Reading, for me, we need a minimum of four points from them two games. Beat one and get a point against the other, and I'm not all switch way. Yeah, I mean, mate said on the way home, if you got four points out of those three away games, you'd be absolutely delighted, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on 31, so for me, 50 is normally the magic mark, isn't it? 50 would have definitely kept you safe last year. So 19 points from 17 games. It's doable. It's, but it's, yeah, it's not doable. doable as well. Go on, Johnny. Yeah, I think it's doable. We've just got to find a way of sticking it in the net, haven't we? Yeah. It's that simple. It is, it is. So let's get on to Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. If your glasses need fixing, get yourselves over there. Johnny, your Steph's glasses still strong after having them fixed by repair-glasses.co.uk. They are. They are indeed. There we Done. go. Done a great job. There you go. You can't get any more endorsement than that. No. Done an get absolutely you. great job. Yeah, get yourselves over there. Send them your glasses. They'll fix them for you. So, ref, watch for me. I'm actually going to upset a few people here. Ref had a decent game. Uh, six out of ten, no more than six. So, it was an average game. But, first off, I had a very good game. Second off, for me, the free kick he gave them that led to their equaliser was soft as shit. Never a free kick. So, he's probably lost a mark for that. Um at one point, the Vale crowd really got on his back where he booked Alex Martin and Vale fans wanted a foul. It was definitely a Stevenage foul. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely... Alex Martin was hanging off his arm. He was there for yeah. the kick. I don't know why Vale fans got irate at that. It was a Stevenage foul all day long and probably the booking was right. So, probably gained him all there. Um, fair play to him for booking it. All mates at the back for Stevenage. Pergiani, I can never say his name. In the first half, for holding off Chessy, he had no reason to do that. And most refs, because it was off the ball, had ignored it. But actually, he had the balls to go, wait a minute, you have fouled him just because it's nowhere near the ball. Says a foul. He had was the that ball. the first one or the second one? The one where he booked him, the first one. The second one, he booked number eight, which was weird, but by. Could say, yeah, couldn't work that, out. I think the fourth official gave that because I don't yeah. think the ref saw it. Yeah, I mean, the first one, it looked like, I mean, I couldn't really tell because there was a post in the way, but it looked like it was a blatant attempt to block him off because Chizzy was, even though Chizzy was behind him, you could see him, he had a lot more pace than him, put it that way, and he just blocked him off to stop him from uh, making a run that could have seen him in if if, if it, the ball had bounced right. And it just looked very cynical. And it looked a bit high as well. I'm not quite sure what he made contact with, whether it was like a clothesline or what. You know, he would have been a bit ropey in rugby, never mind football. Yeah. And for me, again, some Vale fans, I think, wanted a red there. Yellow was right. Chizzy wasn't through one goal. He wasn't getting to the ball. It wasn't a punch. It was more of a arm out to block him. And I think he's put his hand in his face, but it's not, you know, forceful. It's more of it putting your arm out to block. So, for me, Yellow was right. Um, few Vale fans wanted a penalty when Alex Martin had the ball near the edge of the box. Not Overran for me. It. 
and ran straight into their man. Never a penalty in this world. So we got that one right. The one that baffled me a little bit, but I think he needs out from the liner on this side in front of the paddock, was where Jesse Deborah was in the corner flag. And it looked like their lads blocked him off completely, which should have been a foul. He didn't give it and then gave them a foul. But actually, if he doesn't think the Deborah wants a foul, Deborah did trip their lad to stop him getting back to the ball. So that bit was right. But I think we probably should have had the foul in the first place. Where do you give the foul from, right, as, as a ref? If a player impedes another player off the pitch and the ball's still in play? You gave it on the byline where he did. Yeah, well, apart from the keeper stealing a few yards. Yeah, yeah, keeper stole a few yards. And he probably could have booted them for time wasting a little earlier than he did. But he eventually booted the goalie for time wasting. And then the big contentious decision for everyone was, was it a penalty, wasn't it a penalty? My first gut from in the railway paddock says penalty. Dan Butler's put his arm out. If my defender's putting his arm out there in the 96th minute of 96, I'm bollocking him for putting his arm out. Now, the bit is, where did it actually hit him? It's hitting below the shoulder, so let's clear that one up. It's 100% not on the shoulder. It's hitting below the shoulder. They changed the handball law a few years back to say, if it was below the sleeve area on a short sleeve shirt, it's handball. If it was on or above the sleeve, it's not handball. My first reaction was Alba. But I'll watch it back when we get Vale's goal cap. But fair play, the linesman's give that, not the ref. And to me, Dan, jo- Dan Jones, Dan Butt was giving him a decision make. And my gut, one watch was penalty. And I see that uh, Ode Evans is crying about the fact that it was a few seconds over the six minutes added time. I think he's forgetting that his goalie wasted a minute and got boot, so that time gets added on. So, actually, it's absolutely fine. And when the ball goes up, it clearly is a minimum of. They don't put six minutes and 15 seconds. If there's six minutes and 15 seconds, you put six minutes up because it's a minimum of six minutes. So, it could have been six minutes, 58 seconds that was added on. It's just a minimum of six, less than seven. However, it's right to have the time back on for their goal with time wasting. So, no issues with that. I probably talked him up to a seven here, you know. Ref was okay. Lads, anything to add? I thought he had a game of two halves. Um, first half, I thought he was um, he was letting play flow. He wasn't standing up for any of their nonsense. They were going down very cheaply and he wasn't falling for it. I was quite happy with, with him just allowing the game to flow. Second half, I don't know if... Um, Evans had, had a word in the tunnel, but he seemed to be a little bit more fussy. Um, the penalty is the main thing because everyone around us didn't go up for it, whether it's just we're conditioned to not getting them sort of penalties over years and years of bitter experience. I don't know. But he, um, I, I, it just seemed all very strange where there was a stunned silence. It felt like Tom sang and the liner were the only two people around us who thought it was a penalty or maybe in the entire paddock and as soon as a as soon as the liner started waving his flag my sort of brain slowly twigged hold on he's flagged there it's in the box we get a penalty here and yeah it all seemed to happen very very strangely in slow motion but um i'll i'll take that was it was it dan butler 
was that the player who cleaned out Ethan Chislett yes. down at their place early in the season? So that's a bit of an irony, isn't it? There's, there's a bit of a nice uh, symmetry to that. Yeah, yeah. And like say, I saw the line of flag straight away and he starts flagging, pointing towards the animal stand and running towards the corner flag and that is the signal for a penalty. So I knew straight away he gave it. Have you seen their commentary where they, they thought he was offside or something? No. <laughs> like the Stevenage, just, I don't know, they just stop our offside here. And it's like, no, hold on, he's given a pen. Um, apparently, I, I mean, I didn't watch them, but I've, I've seen people who've watched their commentary. They must have been on the stick and um, they, they found them quite annoying. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's what we're here for, isn't it? A bit of a, a bit of shit housing. If it wasn't a penalty, then hey ho, you know, we just. <laughs> Gives us a bit more entertainment watching um, Steve Evans do his um, do his nutting. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And for me, like I say, my gut says it was a penalty. Seeing the footage back, it certainly hit him on the arm. I'm not sure how far up or down the arm. I think our goal cam will probably tell us where about it is. Johnny, what were your thoughts on it? Don't walk penalty, mate. You can't put your arm out and and move towards the ball. It's a penalty every day of the week. Like Lyman's got it spot on, absolutely spot on, and he's he's not even hesitated. Like the ball, as soon as the ball hits it, it's the arm, the Lyman's flag goes up. He is not he is not in two minds. He's not thought about it or anything. He's gone. No, that's a penalty, and it, it's right. You can tell by Butler's reaction. You can tell by the veil plays as well because we don't appeal for much. Yeah, like Sang went straight across the line, and you can tell. Like you can tell by Butler's reaction because how angry he was about it because you don't get angry about something like that in that way because you're over-protesting. What I didn't like and what I thought was really weak refereeing was the fact that their striker was was dicking around on the on the penalty spot. Mm. Uh, and, I, like, granted, our lads were there pushing him away and stuff like that, but I thought that was a booking now. Yeah, it should be. So I didn't like that. I thought that was weak refereeing because... I had a feeling that I thought because he hasn't given the penalty, he wasn't going to get involved in any of that. But it's, that should have been a booking straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just as soon as as soon as he did it, it reminded me of Malbenning versus Swindon. Yeah. Like it just it, it, his arm was out. It was stupid to put your arm out there in that in that time, and it, it's going to come back and bite you on your arse. And I've seen a couple of. Um, Stevenage fans saying it hit him on his head and a couple of them saying that um, it makes up for the fact apparently he dived the other week against Portsmouth and got a penalty. Right. So they've said, well, what comes around goes around sort of thing. So it's one yeah. of them. But if you put your arm out, you've got to expect to get it. Yeah. And if our lad had put his arm out, I'd be saying, why have you given the decision, mate? Yeah. Keep your arms in because you know what the new handball law's like. You put your arms out to sit, it's a penalty. So, for me, and I liked Dan Butler, that's no dig at him. I've always liked him from when he was at Peter. I think he's a great left-back. And I actually thought he was a big game-changer when he came on at half-time for them. Yeah. But, yeah. And on them, I don't think I've ever seen a bloke jump as high as Bidet and Oliver. Christ almighty, he must be eight foot when he jumps. Yeah, he's a big lad, isn't he? He is, but he's got a right leap on him as well. Ayo, that's enough about them. Let's talk about us. So, two all draw. Let's go through the players. Starting with you, Johnny. In goal, number one, Connor Ripley. Um, yeah, decent game from Connor. Um, 
I think can't really remember too much that he's had to do in terms of saves today, which is which is probably nice for him. Um, I think his distribution was good. He was he was quick quick to get a couple of throws away that that set us on his way. Um, I think he was fouled for one of the corners. I think they had two lads two lads pushing yeah. and pulling with him, and he got a good arm to it still. But I think that was a foul. But yeah, other than that, decent by Connor. Nothing nothing amazing. So yeah, six for me. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, there was a good save first half as well, where he looked like he was trickling in the corner, and he manages to readjust and just push himself across goal. Uh, yeah, um, I agree with the one where he looked like he was fouled, and he manages to get a punch on it. The only thing is, is, is the was it the first goal we can see, like the one that made it one-one, where it's the underside of the bar. Yeah, uh, and it gets knocked in. I'd like to see it again because it felt like it hung in the air an awful lot before he. I, I don't know if it was one he could have got or not, but it's something I want to see again on the on the footage anyway. It felt it felt like there was too many players in front of him, and their lads their lads jumping on Funzo's shoulders. So I think I, I think that's the big thing for me. I, I, I can't. Couldn't see that they could have got it more, but obviously, I'll... No, not so much the cross. It's just the header. It seems to just sort of. He headed it down, and it just looped up and hit the underside of the bar. Oh, did it? Was... Did it go down and then up? Because it. Yeah. I, I, maybe my eyes are going there. Maybe I need a <laughs> stronger prescription. Um, no, it just from from what I saw, it just seemed to just sort of yeah come up and and seemed to hang in the air for a long time. And I thought he could have maybe got something on it, but. From from the other end of the from the other end of the pitch, it's hard to really tell. Yeah, and if you get a new pair of glasses, Andy, and then sit on them by mistake, send them to repair-glasses.co.uk. Will do, yeah. Although I'll keep them in my case. Yeah. Well, if one time you don't, uh, let's yeah. move on, Andy. Right to the back three from the start with Captain Nathan Smith back in the lineup. Um, I don't. I don't want to be too harsh, although I, I I think he had a really poor game. It might be the poorest I remember him seeing him um, for a long time, certainly without, you know, the times I've seen him have bad games before, he's normally been bullied by a big centre-forward. Um, today, he's just looked pretty sloppy out of sorts, particularly the more as the game wore on, I think second half, he he had a bit of a stinker and his, his distribution was, was bad. He was losing the ball. He, he um, just, just, it is just one of those days really, unfortunately. Um, first off, he was a bit better. He, he did, did what he could, but at the end of the day, we, we know what his strengths and weaknesses are and sort of bringing the ball out of defense, passing, isn't one of them. And today I thought he, he just looked completely out of sorts, unfortunately. And, and we got a bit of a problem because we've got a lot of defenders in the back. Well, we, we were trying to form a back three out of a number of defenders who are out of form. And I don't know what to do for the best, really, because we've got to try and get a settled back three. And it's difficult to know who, who that is at the moment. Yeah, Johnny? Um, I thought Smithy had a decent game first off. Um, I thought he defended well. 
Um, he didn't lose many headers. He he did the basics well. Um, second half, I thought he struggled because they changed the sort of striker he was up against. Um, in terms of Kane Emmins was there, and that one in the second half where he gets through. I think it was Reed got through on goal, um, and blazed it over. That, yeah. that that's really bad defending. Like really, you, you you've got to be. Like you've got to be holding your hands up and saying shit. That's that's bad defending. Um, and yeah, so it's a bit of a, a mixed bag from Smithy. Like we 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 seem to have moved away from the 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 sort of Nathan Smith performances where you kind of know what you're getting in terms of defensively, but he's a bit shaky on the ball. We seem to be really struggling with he's a bit shaky full stop at the minute and. Someone's got to give, and it seems like dropping him hasn't hasn't quite worked. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested. But yeah, it was, it was five for Smithy. I think six first half and four seconds. So yeah, and I'm more with you, Johnny. I think Smithy first half, as you say, was decent. Second half, shaky. But I've seen him have worse games than that this season. Yeah, As my view again wasn't great. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where do you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And as you say, we need to get back to the battling Nathan Smith performances where he doesn't give a striker a sniff, whereas we're giving away good chances every game. That's not just him, by the way, that's the defence. But the goal we conceded in the week was shambolic. We've let them have two one-on-ones today, but luckily they blazed them over. So, yeah, we need to cut that out pretty quick if we're going to stay up. Uh, Moving on, Johnny, middle of the back three was Casper the friendly pole. Yeah, really really hope that them crutches were a precaution Mm. at the end, because he, I really like him. He's he's old fashioned centre half, and he he had yeah. he had and kicks it, and like I, I just think that he's what you need. And I'll tell you something that he does better than any centre half I've seen in in a long long time at Bell Park is he does not shut up. Yeah, he's always he's talking. He is. He's always talking. He's always pointing. He's always organising, and he can do both sides of it as well. Like, and and I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Like, I think it's Easter. He does both sides, and 
it, it just, I hope to God it's not a serious injury. But yeah, for, for me, it was a, it was a very, very good performance. One criticism of him, I, I think it was his man that scored on the line um, for the first. So I don't think he reacted that well to to, to the ball coming off the bar. Um, but yeah, that's that's that that's the only criticism of him, and I think it happened pretty quickly. So yeah, we we can kind of kind of obviously not let him off, but kind of understand that one. So. I thought it was a six performance, but it, it was one of them where you can see, you can see there's a real good player in there. And I was going to say give it a few weeks, and we, we could we could have the start of a very good partnership. But who knows? Yeah, yeah, he's obviously come to make up for starting in the first game of the season for Barnes, who had him into seven now. Andy, Casper. Yeah, all of the above. I thought um, Wapata was um, was was decent. Um, he's aggressive he's a bit horrible looking he looks like exactly the sort of player that we we need when we've been a little bit passive and we've not really um been aggressive enough for other teams um yeah he, he had a couple of sniffs where it looked like he could have got on the end of something in the box as well getting forward i i really do like the look of him and yeah it'd be, it'd be a massive shame if we lost him so early but um he's He's a good age as well. I mean, he could go on to be a real fan favourite if he stayed here for, for very long. Because I think a lot of people enjoy watching. They, they, they see something in him that they identify with. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for him. Yeah, 100%. And last but not least in the back three, Andy, to start with, on the left was Big Jess. Um, yeah, I I liked him today. Um it's not always the most composed at times, but he, he, he gives it everything. He, um, <sighs> what else can I say about him? He, he kept going, you know, he, he's, he's willing to stride out. He's willing to sort of run with the ball, bring it. Um, I'm not too much of a fan of his long throws though. I mean, we discussed that last week. They can get in the bin, but, um, a very sort of just a very hard working display i mean he's he, he i don't know how to say this without making it sound like i'm being harsh on him but i think he's not necessarily a naturally a ball playing defender but he's brave on the ball he's willing to accept it and he's willing to try and do the right things with it and and move us up the pitch and, and play to a bit of a pattern and, and bring in the wing back um so yeah, I, I I liked him today. He was probably my best defender of the back three. Wow. This is why really? we have three people on, because we all see games differently. I love Big Jess. I'm interested to see what Johnny says, because I thought he was shaky as fuck today. In the first 15 minutes, he was. Like, he didn't win. He didn't win an header, and everything he kicked slides for 15 minutes. And I think he settled down. And then that last 10 minutes before he went off, I thought he looked at knackered um but I thought that middle that middle pit he was composed he was what you want from Jess it's another square peg and around all sort of thing playing him on the left of the three you can see he's not wholeheartedly comfortable there um but yeah it, it was okay um I thought Lupata was the best best of the three 
Yeah, um, but yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't awful, but it was it was still it's, for me it was a five performance. It was it, it was okay. Yeah, I'd have been five. I thought he was quite shaky. A few times his clearances went back, not forward. At one point, Conor Ripley come out to tell him how to clear a ball, which was a little bit worrying when your goal is telling you to centre off out clear. But as you say, Johnny, I think he was playing on the left side. He's right footed. Um, I think maybe his left foot's for standing on. He, and that's he where just, he got caught a couple of times. Yeah, he just reminds me like the sort of player that. Cause he's and a, I loved him. Yeah, because he's a rough diamond sort of thing. There's, there's a lot to work on, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and to try and to try and get him to be a good centre half and swap him sides all in the kind of same same period is isn't really isn't really that fair on him. Um, no, and for me, after Bristol Road was he had a spell of two, three months where he was our most consistent and best performing defender. Yeah. So it's not that I don't like him. I actually he's one of the first names on my eleven. I just thought today he was a bit shaky and he got bullied on set pieces, but to be fair, most people get bullied by Perziani and maybe Smithy should have been marking him. Yeah. But he won every header when they had a free kick. They put it at the back post. Deb was marking him. He won every header to Eddie back across goal. Luckily, in the first half, none of them come off. I can't remember whether it was the same thing for their first goal. They went to the back post to him. And I don't know who was marking him at that point because obviously it was in front of Lawrence Street. But I loved yeah. Deb. I didn't think it was one of his better games today. Yeah. Um, Johnny, moving on to the wing-backs. We go from right to left. Had a very good game, let me say that today, before you start, because people think I don't like him. I thought he was excellent today. And up there as a contender, but he wasn't my man of the match, but he was up there, Gav Massey. Yeah, he, he, he was second in my mind for man of the match. I thought... He had a very good first half, a very good first half, similar to the similar to the cup game, to be fair, where he seemed to find that space in behind the left wing back of of Stevenage and just just keep going. Um, what did frustrate me a little bit, and I don't know if it's tactically or not, was he seemed to come out second half as a right wing back mm. rather than a right winger, and I think we lost a bit of what Massey was bringing then, and I don't know if that was more that. Stevenage had pushed him back, or whether we tactically gone right, keep it tight, fifteen, so so he becomes a right wing back. I wondered uh, if it was because Dan Butler had come on because first half he murdered their left back, but then when Dan Butler come on, we all know he's got quality. And I wonder if it was a bit of a try and stop him. Yeah, but possibly. But I think I'm. I, I'd I'd like us to make. Dan Butler to think, try and stop Gav Massey, not agree. Not Gav Massey to stop Dan Butler, um, yeah. especially, especially maybe from the start, different story. If they started, I'd be like, Massey's got to be concerned about him. But when Massey started how he has, I'd be like, no, that they're bringing you on because they're concerned about what Gav's doing. So keep doing it. Um, but I thought like look, the, the run he made, he made the same run that he scored from. Just before he scored and and got to the byline really well, he then obviously got the one where he's he's fired it across and I think let's be fair, I think he's going in at the back stick. I can't remember who was following him, but I think someone's tapping it in, so the defenders had to put a foot on it and put it in in his own net. Yeah, um, so that was good from Gav. I think 
a couple of times in the second half, he was linking up really well with um, with Sang when Sang come on, and he was just he was just getting in and around, and I thought it was a strong performance. And if we had that one in six games from Gav sort of thing, I think Vale fans are actually really like him. I think the, the problem is it, it's we, we we're not we're not sure when we'll next see that Gavin Massey team that performance. Sorry. And it, it, it's been two against the evenage, so maybe he just hates anyone in red and white. So mm. maybe so we have scored against Stoke in his days, haven't he? Exactly. Did you give him a mark? Um, seven for Massey. Yeah, I'm with you there. Andy? Yeah, and we, we discussed um, this during the game, me and the, the people I sit with, and it's like. Massey's having one of his days, whether it's a, it's a one and six, one and four player. He's just he was having a good day. Um, we used him exactly this right way. We need to be using him. Um, I, I took me a while to work out what system we were playing because he was playing that far up front or that far forward. I wasn't quite sure if we were using him in a three or if we were playing a three four three. But you know that that is we need to be playing to his strengths and because they were playing a, a f- fairly high line it, it allowed us to um put balls drop balls over the top around the corner into the space behind and let him run at it and that's exactly how we got a couple of joy with a couple of moments of um joy with the the one before the goal and then the goal um second half yeah for whatever reason it dries up i don't know if he was sort of checking his runs a little bit whether yeah they tweaked something and it negated how, how we played. It just seemed to feel as though he, he wasn't quite going at it the same. Um, but it was probably they had to shore that up in 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 some way. But um, yeah, we we need we need that more consistently from Gav. I know we say that every time he has a good game, is we need to see it more often and um, maybe. Maybe we need to start using him up front as emergency striker again because I, I, I think with that stretch we we maybe need him um, somewhere else. Mm. I, yeah. I don't think I'd ever see hear myself saying that a year ago, considering how, how many times he played up front last year and how frustrating it was. But um, it's a bit of a needs must situation now. Yeah, yeah. Although Will Riley did say in his post-match that hoping had lofty back for Tuesday, it was more precautionary today. So, okay, I didn't, I didn't get to hear Will Ryder. Did, was yeah. he on pretty late on Radio Stoke or something? He was, but I've listened to the YouTube interview from the ah, day, right, which okay. is more than depth. But yeah, he did say lofty were hoping he'd be heading around the team for Tuesday. So good. Fingers crossed. That's well, an extra body there. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you both on Gab Massey. I thought absolutely excellent. Day. I will say he's had more good days this season than he did last season. I don't know why, but this year, for me, he's had more good days. Still not enough of them. But if he can carry on for the rest of the season like he did today, he could be a key player to keep us up, and I never thought I'd be saying that. So, yeah, fair play, Gab Massey. Probably with you, Johnny. He was second and my man of the match. Um, and we'll get to it. The sponsors man of the match wasn't in my top three but we'll get to him when we get there my top 11 so yeah I was a bit gobsmacked by it I'll be honest but we'll get there um, Andy you next with the other wing back and what I would say today I want to make this point on the tactics 
Uh, Connor Grant, as Johnny, you've already said, excellent today. Well, very good today. But I thought the wing-backs kept wide well. So we'd always got an option of switching the play and both of them got chalk on the boots and it allowed us to make the pitch as big as possible today. And I thought that was something I haven't seen us do this season. So Will Ride and the team have got to take a lot of credit for that. Andy, Conor Grant. Yeah, he benefited a lot from um, the way we were positive on the ball and we were quite ag- aggressive and getting in Stevenage's faces, really. And the way we were sort of... I don't know if pressing's the right word, but we were certainly getting into him in the middle of the park and there was he always seemed to have something on. He was linking up with, you know, Chislett was playing sort of left-ish and there was always seemed to be a triangle or something on with him. Uh, and yeah, he, he reaped the rewards of that. I thought he was, he was a lot better, a lot more, he looked a lot more sharper, a lot more match fit than we've seen him a lot of the season. And and that's the kind of grant we we thought we were signing. That's what we need to see a hell of a lot more of to, to, to get out of the bottom four. So um, yeah, very pleased about that. On the ball, he looked a lot more comfortable, a lot more composed, um, strode forward with it, passed it well. Um, just, just that 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 needs to be the standard for him now, not like a, a him, him on a good day. That needs to be him on a on 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 his normal day. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Then we're going to need his experienced players in the last seventeen games to get us over the line and keep us in the league. So long may he continue that he puts them sorts of performances in. Johnny. Yeah, I think with the ball was really good. Um, had a couple of decent efforts. Distribution was loads better. It was up and down. Only negative I've got is he switched off for the second goal. It was his man in the middle that scores. Um, so he, he needed. He was he was pretty planted for that. It's the only negative I've got. And again, it's a quite big negative because it's created. It, it's led to the goal, but. I think the mistake became before that by leaving Deborah two on one at the back. Um, so whoever's left that man sort of thing is is a bigger culprit of the mistake. But solid performance, six out of ten performance. Would have been higher if it wasn't for the like say for the involvement in their goal. But look, it's a remarkable improvement from what we've seen recently. Mm. And that's maybe we are using him better. Maybe he is. That's where he's best. Get him in that sort of halfway area and just ask him to fire the ball in. So we'll we'll see. But a lot a lot better improvement in I thought he linked up with Mighton really well when he came on in front of him. There was a lot of basically bouncing it off Connor. So Mighton had played the one two and you you you're confident enough that Grant's got a good enough first touch and the ability to then just slide it down down that that channel where where Mighton wants to get in. So I think that's that's that was promising as well, um, and yeah, I was I was I want to see more of them starting performances before we we concentrate on the next level up them with him because he's got quality. He looks like he's he, he, he looks like he's a good player, doesn't he? But we just haven't seen it in a veil shirt properly yet. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And yeah, much better and as you say, linked up well. I thought he linked up well with Weir in the first half as well. Um, Put a couple of real quality balls in that Orion Loft would have loved to have been attacking. 
Um, and the one where he picks the ball up and beats about four or five of their men running across their goal. I was just praying for him last year with his right foot, but I think that was asking a bit too much. Yeah, I reckon if he'd been playing well for, for weeks, he has, he has a go there. And I think that's the difference between a confident player and a and a, not, a non-confident player. Do you know what I mean? It's like a confident player has as as a go with a weaker foot and sees what what happens. But when you're not confident, you just want to do the basics. Well, yeah, yeah, and he did that. So yeah, something to build on definitely. Johnny, moving on into the middle, the first holding midfielder. We all want to have a bit more of fun. So if we can carry on doing that. Yeah, best player on the pitch by by country mile today, I thought. And that's from both sides. I thought Funzo was back to his best. He he held that he held the midfield together really well. He he drops his he drops his shoulder and gets in space. The the switch ball that he played the switch ball that he played over to to Sang in the second half was inch perfect. And I just thought that like that's the Funzo that we want to see. Then coupled with the fact that showed the biggest bollocks in the in, in Vale Park to step up and take that penalty and take it very well because that keeper went the right way, but there's no stopping that. And yeah, it's just like, like we like we said before, isn't it? He, he is what makes our midfield tick. Even with when we had Ollie and Alfie in there, he was the one that was the leader. You'd expect that from your senior pro. Um, but yeah, he just. Everything about him, you know, so so happy he was back today and he actually looked fit. So it was an eight out of ten performance. Well done, funds. Yeah, I'm with you, my man of the match too. Um, and if you want a man of the match winning pint, get yourself down Burslem into Johnny's bar and get yourselves one of his eight up ducks or anything else he's got on for a match winning pint. St John Square Burslem Johnny's bar. Andy, talk to me about Funza. Yeah, he's absolute class, isn't he? Um... We we know what we're getting with him, uh, and yeah, just his ability to kill a ball dead and get the ball under his spell and do things with it is is what we really need to. Uh, it's all a, a big part of the the pattern that we needed to to move the ball quickly around the pitch and and, and get in Stevenage's faces. I I, I really love the guy. Um, he's he's been a massive loss to us uh, in the last few weeks. Um, well, it's a bit more than that, isn't it? It's just before Christmas. So, um, delighted he's back. We, we we all know his quality, and um, he showed why he's what what why he's there and what what his value to the team is. Um, yeah, class act. Yeah, I'm with you. And I thought next to him, my man Lowy had the best game he's had in midfield for us. Me again, yeah. Yes, you again. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't think anybody, what looking at the team sheet and trying to work out who was playing where, was particularly pleased to see low in midfield. But he um, he stuck at it. You know, it's it's not an easy. It's probably not an easy situation to play against. Um, it's not a particularly kind pitch in in terms of how it was bouncing and bobbling around. But he. Um, he stuck to the job, um, made a nuisance of himself when he needed to, broke up their play, just tried to keep it moving and 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 keep um, yeah, and, and feed the players who, who can 
do things with the ball. I thought, you know, it was a really workmanlike performance from 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 Jason. Um, yeah, um, so I'm 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 pleased at that, and and hopefully, you know, where you know where where we've seen. Earlier in the season, he's he's played and he's been a bit frustrating. Um, hopefully, because we're not necessarily playing with that measure of control or, or the sort of football that Crosby wanted to play, um, he's he'll he'll maybe get a bit more joy from just being able to play his own game. If that makes sense. Does Johnny? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was really really comfortable game in there for him. Um, we we are all concerned um, when he started there, and I, I think that's fair concern considering what we've seen of him in there. But I think this is the second time he started in cent- central midfield, um, and the second time I thought he's looked pretty comfortable. Um, I know that you didn't agree the first time he started in there, but I think he's he's look he looks more comfortable starting there than he does moving there, um, and yeah. I thought the big thing for today was he got on the ball while he kept it. He, he dictated play with Funzo and he just talks a lot as well. It's, it's another, it's a massive thing having voices running through the team because um, it, re- it really does help when you're in when you're in the trenches to to have, have someone that you know that's going to talk to you and talk at you. And I think his lack of pace at times at the back is is hasn't helped us. So. When you're in midfield, you've got you've got three people behind you to to make up for that if 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 it does come past you. So I, maybe the holding midfield place is better for him at this minute, but obviously it depends on Lopata's injury and whether Dan Jones is is fit enough and what's what's happening with Yakoviti and stuff like that. So we'll 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 suppose we'll find out Tuesday on that one. But yeah, yeah, it was. Six out of ten performance. It's not. It wasn't epic, but it was all right. Can also yeah. say what a great run he made into the box near the end. Oh, if, um, did he keep his feet or his knees? I reckon if he scuffs that, he probably scores. Yeah, yeah. I think he I'll, probably thought he scored the second it left his foot. I was convinced it hit the post. So no, keep saved it. It's a great save, then that is. Yeah, unbelievable. Even Steve Evans, he said what a great save it was, and he thought the ball was in the back of the net, basically. Yeah, he's a good keeper as well, yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so no. I like Lowy. Everyone knows that. Moving on, it is Johnny next. Yeah, it is. It's Johnny next. You can have the sponsors, man of the match, Ethan Shizzles. The worst player on the pitch today, I thought. I thought he was weak as piss. Yeah, I think. Do, do you know the frustrating thing with him is there was <clears throat> there was times where he'd bring the ball down lovely and he was laying it off, linking up with Willow, we're um, really well, linking up with Massey, and you were thinking this this is the, this is the chisel that we like again, and he always puts in the effort. We we're used to seeing him run around a lot and put himself about, but two or three times he. he the wind blew the wrong way, and he was hitting the deck. And I think one of their one of their chances came from him being really weak. Um, it's just yeah, it's just really irritating. Um, it was a four. I thought it was poor, poor performance from him, and 
look, he, he's he's chipped in with good goals and assists for us this season. We we know that he's, he's the sort of player that's going to be a bit in and out of games, and this one was one he was definitely out of. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I was a bit surprised when he got announced man of the match. Andy, what were your thoughts? I didn't think he was horrendous. I mean, he had a, he had an okay first half and and faded. Um, I, I thought he was trying to make things work. He was trying to get involved in you know the little passing triangles and and sort of flitting around the the pitch. Just, I don't know, as a sort of a not quite a number ten, maybe an inside forward. Um, yeah, he just. just Maybe didn't work out for him, and you know it's 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 a tough gig for him sometimes because he will, um, you know he maybe does need a bit more body strength. And but I didn't think he was as bad as Johnny was saying. I thought he he did okay, and probably he he was stronger than what came on to replace him. Who came on for him? My oh, Matt, you're saying Martin come on, didn't he? Well, Sang was pretty near the end for Deborah. Yeah, he was. Uh... I, to be fair, I didn't think there was much difference between the two, between between Martin and Chizzy in terms of strength-wise. Both of them hit the deck too easily, and I think Martin actually created a chance, whereas I can't remember because he created anything. Yeah, no, yep. I'm with you. I thought Martin looked a bright spot, but yes, far too weak. Yeah, Martin's got a bit of pace about him, but I thought he was very weak and... I don't know. It's it's another it's another um, discussion for another day about Mighton, and I don't want to get in the lads back. But hey ho, yeah, that's that's one for the Thursday pod. I've said that for a while, ever. Although we haven't got a Thursday pod till next month. Um, moving on, Andy, we who was also playing the number ten role, who I thought had his best game in the Vale shirt today. Still not at the standard I want him, but I thought he had his best game in the Vale shirt. Yeah, definitely. I think he's. He, I think one of the problems of the, his last couple of games, uh, two or three games, um, is that he's maybe gone a bit missing in games and he's been a bit anonymous. Um, but I think he, he imposed himself a bit more on the game, and not just you know trying to do the creative things, trying to do the clever things. Um, he actually was a bit more. Um, in, in your face and I thought he was just trying to get in and in amongst the um the Stevenage midfield. So um yeah, of all the loan players who signed in January, he's been the most impressive so far. Um although it's not been a particularly high bar. But yeah, there's something to work with there. He's he's not he's not an Ollie, he's not an Alfie, but he'll um he, <laughs> he looks like he's a, a, roughly a, a, a League One player, at least. Yeah, yeah, and I like the fact that he was always showing for the ball, got on the ball, and I think he's got plenty of quality on the ball. Maybe a little bit weak at times, and we've said that about a few players just, but I thought he got on the ball, showed quality, and he was willing to take that ball in tight situations. Johnny? Yeah, I thought, I think you're right in terms of the, the best game that he's had since, since we've had him. Um, I think the number 10 really suits him. What I, I, I haven't yet seen anything amazingly special from him though, um, and he, he, he does feel like he's still got he's still got a bit of growing into this team. But I think I think a number ten is is loads easier in our in our team um, than 
it is playing deeper. I think we were asking him to do a thankless task almost the last couple of games because we we haven't had much control anywhere on the pitch. Whereas further forward, he got his passes away well. I just want to see him maybe attack the box a bit better because we know he can score goals. So I, yeah, that, that's that's what I'd ask from him is 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 the next sort of steps, but. Good starting block and a, a solid six. Yep, yep, six is fair. And moving on, last but not least, Johnny, Biddle's favourite son, a hundred times better than Tuesday today, especially in that first half, James Wilson. Yeah, hundred, like say, hundred times better. Like, Willow was, was good today. He got himself about a few good touches. The pass out to Gav was really good for the goal. He, he looked, he, he looked like he knew what he wanted to do with it, and then he changed his mind and, and saw Gav in acres of space, and I think that was really good because that that seemed to happen as he was pulling back to pass because it looked like he was going to try and set. I think it was Weir um, on on the left, so it, it looked like he was trying he was, he was trying to set him off, set him off, and then Gav popped up and he's like, "Now nah, I'll I'll pop it there." So I thought that was really impressive from him, and he just. He, he, he looked like he had a bit more in his tank when he come off and I'm probably protecting him for Tuesday a little bit. But, yeah, he just... We need more of that Willow and then get him in the box a bit more now when we're playing one up top. So the only thing I'd say is get in that box a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he benefited from having the two number 10s because I thought at times him, we had Chessie and, as you say, Massey then on the wide or Grant on the other wing played some nice one-touch triangles at times and... Yeah, he looked much better. Did you give him a mark, Johnny? Um, six for Lillo, sorry. Six. Andy? Yeah, I'll echo all that. He was a lot better and he needed to be a lot better. Um, the one thing he does do well is when when there's a runner um, either side of him outside, he can weight a ball into their run. You look at Mal Benning at Wembley um, or do you remember Carlisle away in the promotion season? First played- minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm attending it then. Yeah, into Warrell, I think it was, yeah. and that was that was a bit of a similar one where it looks like it maybe hasn't got enough it on it, but he's it just sort of pans out that it's absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough one when when you've only got one fit striker who's a senior pro. You you've got to wrap him up in cotton wool. And I was frustrated when he came off because I thought we were pretty much waving goodbye to a main chance of um, getting anything back from the game. Uh, we, I, I don't know if we can't get anyone in on the free transfer market. What you know, we, we've got to find some way of keeping him fit. Um, obviously, Loft we hope was coming back and. But I don't know. It just underlines the issues we've had with the recruitment. Really, is that that we we, we had Willow or basically it was either him or De Pepper today. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, that's the team. Anything on the subs, Johnny? For me, De Pepper did come on. I don't want batter the lad. He's seventeen. He shouldn't be coming on. He's nowhere near yet. He's a boy. He needs to. He needs to either go back to the youth team and play against boys, 
but he needs to go out on loan to a lower level to play against men. Because when he come on, it was clearly boys against men. And three times the balls went into his feet and three times he couldn't even trap it. Yeah, I think I think I think we know. Like there was that good bit of play down the right where where he touched touched it out out well, and I just think he has he needs he needs to learn the the tactical side of the game, and part of the tactical side is know what to do with your body. Yeah, and he's got and, a lot of potential for anyone that thinks I think he's not good enough. He's got a lot of potential, and he could be a good player for Vale in two years' time. Yeah, which um, I don't I don't think you'd be unfair there. I think like. There's not many 17-year-olds in in our league that are ripping it up, is there? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Especially not ones that have just turned 17. No, and then you chuck him on against Pergy Army. Yeah, we've, we've, we've seen pretty much every striker we've had in the past five seasons come up against him and struggle. Yeah, we are. So it, it, it's no, that's no surprise. What, what I do want to say is Tom Sang's delivery today was absolutely amazing. He put in three or four crosses across that front. I think Smithy got his head on one. Um, if he got a little bit more on it, it would have been brilliant. Um, one missed everyone and was crying out to just put put your head on it. And then obviously the ball in for to win the penalty was was a brilliant ball in, and it was it forced Butler's hand literally. Um, yeah, it forced it forced his hand to actually do something about it because. The, the the other the other ones are whipped in have been so dangerous, and I think like that's that's one of them that we need to see more from Sang. And I know it's difficult because he's a bit in and out of the team, but I think it showed further forward. He's he's, he's a real asset with that delivery. Yeah, definitely. And you're yeah. just talking about delivery quickly because you just reminded me. First off, Granty put a great ball in, and Chizzy had a free header from about eight. Yards oh right. yeah, I was going to say that header from Chislet. Yeah. Fucking pathetic. Oh, I, I thought it was a corner. He was that bad. I thought he, he must have got a flick off a defender or something. Yeah, it was a great ball in from Grant, and we did put yeah. some quality balls in today. Go on, Andy, on the subs. Um, yeah, I was just going to say about. I was going to say exactly the same point about Sang. He, he put um, two or three great balls in. Pro- I, I thought maybe the one that we actually got a penalty from was maybe the worst one of the lot, but he did really well as well to work himself half a yard to get a ball in and they all had really nice shape you know he got he's wrapped his foot around it properly um he's, he's probably one that i don't know it's not really doing him much good being in and out of the side i think if he, he, he needs maybe to be in a settled side and you know if, if he makes a mistake like he did on tuesday then then so be it um i, I don't think um chopping and changing will is necessarily going to help us, but at the same time, I suppose you've got to consider that um, yeah, we've got to manage lots of fixtures in a very short space of time. Uh, the only other thing is Mighton looked. I know we've criticised Chislett for looking a bit weak. Mighton doesn't particularly look the strongest either, um, barring a bit of pace. I'm not entirely sure that he's um, that great, but um, I'll, I'll be happy to be proved wrong. I thought he caused them a couple of issues. To be fair, today and I think they couple. panicked a bit. There was yeah. one where he nicked. He's down the left wing. He cut back inside, um, and then their lad caught him late. And I don't know if he was just he's got quick feet, 
and and their lad swung a boot out, and I actually thought he'd get booked for that, but he didn't. And we won a free kick right on the edge of the uh, the area. Yes. But, but hey ho, yeah. um, who else was the subwise? Um, Dan Jones was the other sub, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Not a great deal to say about Dan Jones. No, I think Jones Jones is one of them that you kind of know what you're getting from him, don't you? And I think the, the positive is he looks very he looks very trim. Yeah, he does. So and that's, that's, that's... Jones. There's not a lot to say because he come on and did his job. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it wasn't nothing was there that you go. Fucking hell, that was great. But also, he didn't fuck up. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Luke we're probably going to end up seeing Jonesy on Tuesday now. If the injury is serious, so it's it's a time now for him to step up and kind of make that position his own again. Yeah, and Johnny, over to you for a very brief chat about Tuesday for our annual hammering at London Road. Yeah, so. Peterborough, like like you just said, we we have a really good record there. We we love going and conceding lots and lots and lots and goals. Um, just to put that into perspective, and to probably upset a few people that are going, um, we lost three 0 there last season. Um, we actually drew two two there in two thousand sixteen. Um, we actually won three two as well. 2016 there. Uh, yeah, there was the Alex Jones um, late penalty, wasn't there, when we drew? And then we went 2-0 down and won 3-2 when uh, yeah. I think it was Byron Moore scored and Louis Dodds. And JJ Hooper. Oh, did he score? Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we generally don't get very much there. Um, I remember Bridges scoring a late winner one year. That was about it. Yeah, so, so it it's it seems like it's it's Peterborough rather than just London Road as well, doesn't it? Um, we had yeah, they're they're not in they're not in scintillating form. Like you said, they lost the last three um, to Wigan, Exeter, and Wickham. Um, they've they've actually in them games as well. They've they've conceded um, ten goals. Um, so so that they're not exactly they're not exactly watertight at the back. So so, so they can they can get in. Um, granted. I think- Og scored two against them today. Og, um, yeah, yeah. Og scored two. What a chance he! Yeah, we've got a chance. He, he got one for us today. Um, yeah. Do you know it's quite funny? Og scored two as well in the defeat to Exeter. Oh well, they like putting in their own net then. Yeah, didn't didn't score any for Wigan. Um, when they lost to them, but yeah, so. Scored, scored four own goals in, in the space of a week is, is, is impressive. Yeah, and Clark had his started today, but got subbed after about an hour. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe his head's elsewhere with his contract running out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah, we know look, we know they're a good side. We know they're quick, they're direct. Um, and we, we've got to be on, on, on our, at our best to give them a game. So um, it's going to be really important. Um, but yeah. Today's today's set the set the bar, hasn't it, in terms of the minimum expectation and in effort and whatnot. So we've got to go there thinking that we can we we can get something, hoping we can get something, and setting up so we can. So Bez, what what would you go with eleven wise? 
Uh, Rick playing goal. I'm going with the three six one again. So back three. I'm going to assume Casper's out with him being on crutches, but fingers crossed he won't be. But I'll assume he's out. So if he's out, I'm going Smith in the middle. Deb on the right, Jones on the left. Wing backs, I'm sticking with Massey and Grant after today. Ojo and Low holding. Chizzy and Weir and behind Willer. Fair enough. Andy, you make any changes to that? No, it's difficult to know exactly what we're going to do because, yeah, there's a high chance that we're going to rest a few bodies. There'll be, there'll, there'll be one or two knocks and there'll be players who need to be rested. It'll be interesting to see if, if Funzo can, can manage... Um, what what his workload's going to be look like this week? Whether we take him out of this one and play him on Saturday, uh, I don't know. It's impossible to 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 pick. We don't even know who the manager's going to be. There might be an announcement after this goes live um, tomorrow, and it could be that Darren Moore or somebody else has a Monday training session with him and decides to pick his a completely different side. He might even play back four, for all we know. I don't think a new manager gets announced and put in the dugout for Tuesday. If we announce one before Tuesday, I think he's watching brief on Tuesday, in my view. Yeah, could be. Um, I don't know. Um, it's probably... Yeah, so Ripley, probably Smith... Um, Deborah Smith-Jones, um, hopefully Funzo Low, Weir, um, Chislet, Grant, Massey, or Sang, and Wilson. It's, it's difficult to second-guess Avail 11 these days. Apparently yeah. their fans are absolutely raging at their keeper. He's um, had a bit of a nightmare today. Yeah, he, he he scored an own goal today and against Exeter. Apparently, he's given a he's given one away just by dicking round trying to play it out of his own penalty area, passed it to one of their strikers who stuck it in an empty net. Fair enough. Did he play for? I think he might have been at Huddersfield or was alone at Hartlepool. I, I can't even. Is it Bilo Kapic? I think he's called yeah. that keeper. Yeah. He's that's the one. But yeah. Fair enough, that's, that sounds right. Um, go on then, Bez, AV Timings. AVTimings.com, get yourself over there, sign up for a race. Maidley Off is coming up starts in April, if anyone fancies a little jog around there with me, get yourself signed up for that. Um, and obviously in the summer we've got the Port Vale 5K and Family Fun Run, so that's something to look forward to. And who knows, maybe it can coincide with a new kit launch. Maybe. Yeah, um, mate. Yeah, let's see. I'm going. 72nd minute. Right. 77. Wow. Gav Massey. And we're going to sneak a shit house 1 0. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't until it came out of my mouth, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> Oh, fair, fair enough. Uh, Andy, what are, you, what are you going with? Uh, I can't ever bring myself to imagine we'll ever get anything at London Road. It's one of those grounds like the county ground, isn't it? Um, I think it's going to be nil three, and I think we're going to concede probably on 
the stroke of half time after a a decent first half display that gives us all a bit of hope. Okay, there we go. Um, I'm going 2 0 defeat, um, 23 minutes, and is it Mason Clark? Winger, I'm thinking. Trying to remember if which one. Yes, the Mason one. Clark, they sold him in the January window, didn't they? But he's been loaned back for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's um, that's the one I was thinking. Was it Bristol City? No, it was gone in Coventry. Coventry, I knew it was a Prem, a Prem Championship club. Yeah, although, yeah, 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 he played 90 minutes today. Did he? No, hang on, what? I was just looking as well when they lost to Exeter, they had a man sent off, so I was just looking what it was for, but it was two yellows. So he yeah. wouldn't have played today, we'll be back for Tuesday. That was Michael. So. Olkabi. Yeah. was Michael. Yeah, but. To be fair, it it looks like the um, looks like the Darren Moore rumor has been quickly um, quick quickly debunked. Anyway, yes, it does. I'm just right. Saying. Should we just delete the first ten minutes of the podcast then? No. Edit it out. Well, no, so, we never said anything about Darren Moore. <laughs> what are you going to say, Baz? I said no. Give you chance. It was still a rumor. <laughs> Still, still Al Rumor, yeah. So, and, and who knows? He, he could be, he could be at Bale Park right now signing. So, who knows? I'm sure we'll find out sooner rather than later, hopefully. So, we'll see. But yeah, we'll be back um, Wednesday to to discuss uh, Peterborough, um, and then obviously Cheltenham coming up at the weekend. So we'll we'll be back then. Hopefully, we'll be in. A similar similar good mood um but like like we've been rightly remembered it is london road it is peterborough so who knows what's going to happen so until then enjoy your weekend have an ale and up the veil so it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again and now it's time for a treat what are you looking for bez well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.